Hey, good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and you know the number. I, I, I warned you on Friday. Four days is too long. Get your orders in. And I know it's hard. You, you, you want, you don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. I don't. But I've been doing this a long time. I pride myself on the research that I do. And, and I'm telling you, the big move hasn't happened yet. But it's getting a whole lot closer. Uh, matter of fact, silver up almost a dollar. Well, I told you, remember, I gave you the number. If silver breaks 1661, it's going to 17, and when it breaks 17, it's going to 20. I mean, you know I said it. Now it's almost there. Uh, 1910 right now on silver, up over 90 cents. Uh, gold. Gold's up. Twenty-eight dollars fifteen fifty-two on gold platinum. Uh, took us a little while. Remember when platinum was down near eight hundred bucks? I told you buy it, buy it, buy it. Well, platinum right now nine fifty-three uh, in rising. All the metals really are doing uh, pretty well. All things considered, the Dow's down between three and four hundred points this morning. Uh, a lot of news to talk about. Uh, obviously, tariffs have started, uh, so the new tariffs kicked in uh, one minute after we put ours on. China retaliated. Uh, then we found out over the <laughs> over the weekend, the president. Well, I don't think he admitted it, but someone in his staff admitted the Chinese never called. Remember the Dow rally. A thousand points last week. Because remember on Monday, the president was like, oh yeah, China's called us twice. Yeah, they never called. I don't think you can hold them liable for that though, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, we had economic data out today. Uh, the, the, the two data points today were ISM manufacturing. Now, we've seen a couple of negative numbers in manufacturing, but those would be like the, the New York uh, Manufacturing Index or the Chicago Index or the Philly Index. This was the National Index. Uh, it came in negative uh, and, again, kind of caught people off guard like, oh, whoa, right? I don't know why it caught them off guard. It shouldn't have. It was easy to see it coming. Uh, and then construction spending. And and this was a number a lot of people are watching, uh, and it wasn't good. Right? There's a, a, a And again, it, depending on where, where you live, you can be fooled. Like Phoenix, right? There's a lot of construction still happening here. Uh, it's hard to tell. Is it more or less? I don't know. You know, I know the freeway's all ripped up, and, and we like to build apartments. I know that. Right, uh, Denver probably the same, but then in other parts of the country, uh, the slowdown is already here. But now they're saying that uh, construction spending in in the in the month, uh, what just a small uptick in construction spending, 
they were looking for 1.3%. Uh, it came in at only three-tenths of a percent private construction spending. So this is uh, the part where the government's not doing it. That was negative. And that really kind of uh, upset the markets as uh, the private side of things. It's not going well. And, and now you have... Uh, all of the, the trade war, recession, not a recession. The consumer, is he holding up? How is the consumer doing, not doing? Is there inflation? Is there not inflation, right? Are wages rising or are wages not rising? It's very easy. It's very simple. If you track data points, it's easy to see. We have slowed down, and we have slowed down a lot. Now, are we going into a recession? I'm going to tell you what the data says. The data says that we are. When? I don't know. It it feels like sooner than people want it to be. Uh, Is it going to happen in 2020? Uh, it, It looks that way. The data says yes. Am I saying yes? I, I I don't know. I follow the data. Math is math. You know, and it's not seasonally adjusted or any of those other things. The data says that we are. Now, the central bank, are they helping us or hurting us, right? And the answer really is simple. The, the central bank needs to go away. And you've been seeing... A lot of those articles, haven't you? What are the two articles you've been seeing more and more of? Is this the end of the central bank era, right? And I know you've seen them. Seen it on Zero Hedge. You've seen it on Drudge. They talk about it now on CNBC. That's Listen, this is how it starts, right? You get people to think, yeah, that's a good idea, right? The inflation numbers now, there's a big article all weekend on Drudge about Right, if you actually believe the central bank that there's no inflation, right, uh, you live in fantasy land. When we get back, I'm going to talk about the average working man and woman in the United States. And then we can decide how things are going. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. And again, and, I, and I've been telling you that, that it's actually not complicated. It's extremely simple. When you look at how are we doing, you know, forget about seasonally adjusted this and seasonally adjusted that. Uh, forget about Wall Street. We've known this for a long time. Wall Street really doesn't have much of a barometer uh, for us other than they convinced most of the country, and I I don't know what the exact number is, 60 65%, maybe 70 have a 401k. What a ripoff. And, And the more you learn and educate yourself about it, the more you understand. And, and and I know a lot of you get upset when you hear that. And I get it. I'd be upset too. The problem is, don't be upset at me. 
I didn't give you that. Right? We would have been much better off with pensions. A Dow Jones at 5000 would have been fine. Right? But no, we, we wanted to what? We want to deflate. We want to inflate. We want to devalue. Right? We, we want to print money because the bankers are in charge. How do the banks bank money? Do you know how? They loan it out. See? If they can't loan out the money, they can't make it. Well, what's the best way to get people to borrow the money? Well, twofold. Number one, you make sure prices always go up. Well, you want to give the illusion, <laughs> the illusion that they do, right? So, oh, I better get it now. And buy that house now because later it's going to cost more. Until it doesn't. And then, of course, right? Make the money worthless. Make it so you don't want to keep the money in the bank any longer. Right? Spend, 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 borrow, borrow, borrow. Now, if the economy was doing well, when you looked at the average full-time worker, here's what you'd want to see. Those living paycheck to paycheck, to fall, right? Hey, more guy, hey, I'm making more than I need every month. Right? You'd want that to get better, right? Less people uh, living paycheck to paycheck. And then the other side of that is the debt levels would be what? They'd be going down. Right? Especially the revolving debt. Right? That's your credit cards. Right? That's your auto loans. You'd like to see that going down. Let me give you the number. They just did it. Just came out. No matter how much you earn, getting by is a struggle for most people these days. And the key phrase in that was, no matter how much you earn. It's one thing. Hey, I make... Fifteen dollars an hour. Getting by is tough, right? That's twenty-six thousand on a thirty-four-hour uh, work week. That's tough, right? Maybe, yeah, I make fifty, right? Hey, you know, fifty used to be. I remember when I made store manager. After uh, I was in this training program, you know, you started as an, an uh, assistant store manager trainee. I made twenty six grand when I made, got the store manager. I made forty thousand dollars. I actually, well, I want to say it was forty two thousand. This was in the early nineties, and I was like, man, I am so rich. Okay, now people making a hundred thousand dollars struggling to get by forty two thousand remember I was so rich that was exactly what I said I am so rich forty two grand forty two thousand dollars a year today is a struggle so here's the numbers now 78% of full-time workers 
now say they live paycheck to paycheck. That's up from the 75% last year. That number makes sense to me because that's what I see in the data. I just look at numbers. It's the easiest way. What are the numbers telling you? And this fits consumer spending. You know, they, oh, the consumer's so healthy. Look how much they're spending. No, folks. Look how much they have to spend. That's the real, real issue. Look how much they have to spend. Now all of a sudden, we're seeing jumps now in paycheck-to-paycheck people. You know what happens next. Overall, 71% of all U.S. workers now say that they're in debt. And what that means is, hey, at the end of the month, I've got balances right on my credit cards, right? And obviously, uh, it's not that... uh, 29% 29% of the people have no debt, right? That's not that. By the way, that's also up from 68% from a year ago. See, there's not much left. There's not much juice left, is there? Here's the part of the people that said they're in debt. Only 46% said that their debt is manageable. What? Wait a minute. Hold on. We're talking about 70% of full-time workers. Okay? Of that 70%, which is, I don't know, 120 million people, give or take. Less than half of them said that that their debt levels are even manageable. Any slight slowdown is trouble. Right? And this is, again, remember what the data is saying. 56% said they were in over their heads. About 56% also saved $100 or less each month. If you got $100 or more, you can get into our metals plan. Right? You can start putting away gold and silver. They said that uh, they took a poll of over 2,000 hiring and human resource managers, over 3,000 employees from May to June. Even those making over six figures now say they are struggling to make ends meet. And nearly one in ten of those making $100,000 or more said they usually or always live paycheck to paycheck. And 59% of those in that salary range said they were in the red. And again, I point this out for one reason. Because it's real. This is this is what they've done. They've devalued the money so much 
people can't make ends meet. Have you? Do you actually have financial discussions with people? You know, even even today, most people aren't talking about the stock market that much anymore. And when they do, most of them are a little skeptical now, right? Because let's face it, what's really gone? Has the stock market gone up? So in 27, matter of fact, early 2008, the Dow hit almost 14,000. Has it gone up since then? The the simple answer would be, well, the Dow's 26,000. So yes, yep. The Dow's gone up. It's almost doubled, right? And people are like, you know, they're happy about it. And then you ask the next question. Okay. So that means corporations are making twice as much money today as they did then. Right? I mean, you know, or, well, almost, almost twice as much. That answer is false. Matter of fact, profits today are no better than they were in 2008. So how could Wall Street be almost double if they're not making any more money today than they were then? Because isn't that what Wall Street's all about? Of course, that's all in the price to earnings, right? In other words, all as they've done, since the Federal Reserve doesn't value money. Hey, for every dollar that this company makes, it should cost you more. Yep. Right? And you think about that one for a minute. You're like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. Is that a good deal? Right? Your 401k, you keep buying it every month. Right, buy, 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 right? Because they got to have buyers. Listen, and we know not very many. Have you seen the volumes on Wall Street? I don't need to tell you. Volumes are half today of what they were in '08. So the profits are the same. The volume is half, and you'd be like. Where do you think the Dow is, if you didn't know? Let's just say you did, right? Let's have a little a little question. You, 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 you did the Rip Van Winkle. You went into the coma when the Dow had hit its high in 08, and you just woke up today. And you said, hey, how's my investments doing? <laughs> how's my investments doing? And you tell them, well, corporate profits are the same today as they were 12 years ago. Okay, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's probably not so great. Uh, Debt levels are double and triple what they were, you know, 12 years ago. You're like, oh, that's a that's a little worrisome, right? That that's that that doesn't sound uh, all that great. And then the volume. Of Wall Street, the amount of people buying and selling every day has fallen by fifty percent. Does that sound like a place that you would want to invest? Of course not. Now, of course, making it sound like that makes it sound terrible. But this is why I always told you: be diversified. Right? Hey, 
Wall Street is 26,000. Should it be? No. Is it? Yes. Is it wrong or right? It doesn't matter. Right? Whatever the price is today, that's the price. But again, remember the cycle of things. See, when gold hit its low of $250, and of course you think about the low, I mean obviously gold was worth $20 for almost a couple hundred years. You know, and then we they took the gold away. You know the story. Then they changed the price to $35. Uh, then we got all the foreign governments. Wait a minute. This $20 gold piece is not worth 35 They sent us all their gold. We had 20,000 metric tons of gold. And then we had to close the gold window because we were down to only 8,000 metric tons. Then they let gold flow freely. I'm going to explain to you the cycle. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. America used to be the land of baseball and apple pie, but Democrats have found a new favorite pastime for the American people. The Democrats like to spend their time and your taxpayer dollars conducting pointless hearing after pointless hearing. A prime example of this is when the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees questioned Robert Mueller about his infamous report. It was a non-stop spectacle of open-ended questions designed by Democrats to invite baseless speculation by Mueller against President Trump. A letter to Mueller from the Department of Justice emphasized the long-standing Justice Department policy not to discuss people who have not been charged with a crime. That means Mueller should not have been discussing President Donald Trump, who's not been charged with any crime. Yet all of America could see the anti-Trump drama play out on their television screens. Just because Mueller was not authorized to talk about Trump does not mean that the Democrats didn't ask questions that should not have been asked and answered in the first place. Thanks to the Democrats' softball questions, the real mysteries of the Mueller investigation may never be solved. Let's take a moment to think about what should have been asked at the Mueller hearing. The first question Mueller should have answered is how much taxpayer money he wasted on his multi-year investigation into non-existent crimes. Remember, the funds used for this leftist charade is money that can no longer go to fix infrastructure, support our military veterans, or fund our beautiful national parks. That doesn't even count the collateral damage Mueller imposed on others in the course of his rampage. A recent report says that Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, a man who spent decades serving our nation in the Army, incurred at least $4.6 million in legal fees due to the Mueller investigation. General Flynn was the victim of an unusual sting operation where the since-discredited FBI agent Peter Strzok oversaw the interrogation of Flynn. This is really shady stuff, but you didn't hear anything about it in Mueller's testimony. It was a sham from the very beginning. It's time for the American people to let Congress know they have better things to do with their time and our money. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin. Phyllis Schlafly Eagles are eagerly preparing for the 48th Annual Gateway Eagle Council to be held in St. Louis on September 13 to 15. Rally some friends for three exciting days of speakers, networking, and resourcing at the Gateway Eagle Council. Find details at phyllisschlafly.com, phyllisschlafly.com. See you there, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, we're back, 
0592. That's our toll-free number. So why is gold and silver rallying? And why am I telling you the big move hasn't happened yet? Well, let's let's take a look, shall we? When we went free floating in 71, by 1980, gold had hit $800. Now, it was a blow-off top type of a deal. And within 72 hours of it being 800, it was like 500. Pretty quick. Maybe even been 48 hours. But, but neither here nor there it got to 800. Of course, we know why, right? Inflation. The rampant inflation of the 70s. You know why we've never seen it again? Because they said, you know, <laughs> let's stop tracking it like that. <laughs> it makes us look bad. And, of course, they raised the interest rate super high. And, and we know the story. And the, and the government started using debt as a way to make things appear better. And, of course, they had the central bank to help them. Because when you look since 1980, have interest rates gone up or down? Now, it's not a straight line. But, obviously, the prevailing trend is down and down big, right? Now, gold bottomed at $250 from the highs of 1980. And it did that... Right? What was it, 2000, 2001, something like that, right? You know, the Bank of England made the big announcement. They're going to sell all their gold, right? Remember that? Boy, don't they wish they had that back? But remember what the perceived attitude was. The central bankers were good. Alan Greenspan was the maestro. And the debt was going to be paid off by 2010. That was the belief. Right? They had solved the Rubik's Cube that was fiat money. And then, of course, it all started to unravel, didn't it? Right after England unloaded its gold, the tech bubble blew up. Right? And, of course, remember, they felt bad. They did. They felt bad because everyone's for, listen, everyone was going to be a millionaire. I remember my own words. It was me, my older brother, and one of my younger brothers in a car over the holidays. And I was sitting there like I knew everything. This before I met Sarah, before I met Eric. And I was like, man, the NASDAQ's going to take out the Dow. Yep. Got to be in that NASDAQ. If you ain't in that NASDAQ, man... You're going to miss out. We're all going to be millionaires. And I believed it. Everything that they said on Fox News was truth. Of course, I've learned a lot since then. But you think about, that's when gold bottomed, right? Hey, the bottom because, hey, we, we solved it. Rates are, you know, stable now. We, we don't have inflation Right? We haven't had inflation, really, since they changed the way they started calculating inflation. Just ask them. They'll tell you. Of course, it's funny. You know why they did it? It's they didn't want to have to pay all you retirees. Trust me on that. 
And then you think about gold starting to spike. Started rising in 02 and 03 and 04. As all of a sudden, that pay off the debt thing didn't seem that realistic anymore. Matter of fact, interest rates during that time got to 1% at one point. That was like, whoa, hey, what happened? Now, gold gold spikes to 1,050. And then, of course, they, they fixed it again, right? And then gold went back to 700. And then, of course, the big... The big crash happens, and, and gold go interest rates go to zero. Gold goes to nineteen hundred. But it was a crisis, okay. And then from there, right, they get they 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 claim that they fix it again. Gold went all the way back to a thousand fifty, nice and pretty. Now, of course, gold's at fifteen fifty. And on its way back to the 1900 highs, the difference, though, and why I say the big move hasn't come, we're not in a crisis yet. I mean, are interest rates going back to zero? Yes. Yep. You know it. I mean, if you want to be ignorant, you can they're going back to zero. Of course, I'm telling you they're going to go less than that. Look at the debt. $14 trillion, $13 trillion, something like that. It's now almost $23 trillion. And in five years, it'll be 35 to $40 trillion. Right, and I know that's kind of a big number, but that's what it's going to be. And now you start thinking about okay, nineteen hundred rates are zero. We're in the crisis. We got quantitative easing one, two, and three, and the debt was thirteen, fourteen trillion. Now you look at it and say, okay, because before the crisis starts. A real crisis, right? I'm making a, an assumption gold's going to be back to 1900 again. Because already, they haven't announced it yet. QE4's already started. Look at the Fed's own balance sheet. The Treasury holdings are right. They're buying them. No formal announcement. Right now, they're just kind of buying it when they got to. Right? An announcement's coming. Rates back at zero. And when we go into recession, whenever that is, and rates go negative, and you look at the same thing. So now we're going to have quantitative easing. Rates zero, really less than zero. The debt, I don't know what to call it, 25 to $35 trillion. And you start to say, ah, now I get it. The big move hasn't come yet. 
800-951-0592. When we get back, I got an item that, surprisingly, we haven't run in quite some time. Coming up next. My oldest son turned 20 yesterday. Happy birthday, boy. Great kid. Super proud. The the future that America used to promise. Right? The greatest country on earth where you could live better than your parents and your grandparents. Right? That was how I was raised. That's how all of you listening were raised. We are going to live better than our parents and our grandparents. It ended. It ended with us, with my generation. Gen X, we're not living better. We're not. And now I think about my my sons. My oldest being 20. And the Federal Reserve, the too-big-to-fail banks, the, the insidious debt-based system. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely moronic. And history, trust me, is going to judge them very harshly. We're not the dominant superpower anymore. You know that. That's, that's this trade war is right and now you got they're already talking about hey we got to get rid of this and get rid of the central bank and they're right it's going away it's not going to be the system me and you want but you know it's so funny Bloomberg did a little study about GDP per capita if we stopped the debt machine Right? And, and again, listen, they're, they're, they're admitting to the trillion dollars. which it's, And, of course, you know I've educated. It's way more than that. A year. They said that the nation's health, as measured by GDP per capita, would plunge into negative territory without the dependence on borrowed money, according to Bloomberg. <laughs> they got one of the stock channels. In fact, the U.S. would fall almost to the very bottom of the 114 economies by GDP per capita, losing out to only Italy, Greece, and Japan. By the way, did you see the article about Japan? Did you? You probably didn't because it was the holiday. Japan may be the next Greece. Boy, get ready. Get ready. And, and of course they're going to be. Here's the problem. We're going to be the next Japan. Right? We're going to be the next Japan. Here's what they say. U.S. per capita income of $66,900 would be slashed to negative $4,857. Or a total loss of almost $72,000 per person. This is what we're facing. This is what the future is. You can hide from it. 
You can ignore. You know, listen, you can turn camp. Go ahead, turn on the rock station, turn on the the easy listening station, the sports station. You can do deal in some other reality if you want to. But here's the truth. This is what always happens. And we're not getting out from it. And we're in the spiral. I gave you the number. Listen, I walked you right through it. At two hundred and fifty dollars and a debt of five trillion we're going to pay it off now you fast forward to today it's 23 trillion (laughs) and and skyrocketing how much does your portfolio weigh it's the only thing that's going to matter whatever you put into gold today a thousand 5,000, 10,000, 100,000. When that crash happens, when the next one happens, and we're close, right? Is it next year, the year after? I don't know. Based on today's data points, it's, it's closer than we think. Whatever that would buy, you'll still be able to buy it. And think about it. We just talked about. How a hundred thousand out forty two grand and I was rich in the nineties. A <laughs> hundred grand a day, you're not rich. Far from it. Right? You're very middle class, paycheck to paycheck for most people. Because let's face it, the only place you can make that kind of money is in a city where everything's super expensive. Got a great item today. Listen, I got two hundred of these. Ten dollar liberties. They they're gone. We haven't run ten dollar liberties and in like what? Months? Months? Where did they go? They used to be the same as a twenty. I mean it was they, they were like bread and butter. You know what? Jason explained it to me. He goes, you know, when gold was eleven hundred, twelve hundred People would buy the twenties and 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 not think too much of it. But now, not think about a twenty, not fourteen hundred, not fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred dollars for twenty dollar gold. People can't; they don't have that much, so they've been buying a lot more tens, and and they've been bought up today. A, a regular ten dollar Liberty eight sixty, but today I've got two hundred. AU $10 libs and they've got all kinds of dates at eight fifty. So you're going to go up in grade, great looking coins, and they're going to be 10 bucks less. Put as many away as you can. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. Final segment here, Patriot Radio News Hour. If you're just joining us, AU, it's almost uncirculated. These great looking, tons of dates, $10 liberties, $10 less. Right now, a regular $10 liberty, $860, so we're going to get you a better grade, better looking coin, 
and I'm going to charge you less. I know it's the why, it's why we're the best at what we do. Uh, AU ten dollar liberties at eight fifty. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, gold's up another twenty five, six, seven dollars, fifteen fifty. Silver's added almost a dollar an ounce today. Nineteen oh three. I'm going to give you a couple of numbers. Okay, give you. This is how much you have before the next big jump. Gold, fifteen eighty-five. Gold breaks fifteen eighty-five. Seventeen hundred. You know, is it like the next day? No, but probably within the next thirty, forty-five days, gold breaks fifteen eighty-five, seventeen hundred. Here's the problem. If it breaks seventeen hundred, and it may be like seventeen twenty-five, something like that, then it's eighteen hundred. Seventeen hundred at fifteen eighty-five. Silver, the new number now, twenty. Silver breaks twenty. Pencil in twenty-three bucks, and really, I'm going to give you a number. I don't. Twenty-five is the number. And I don't think it stops there, but I, I think if it breaks 20, it's going to 25. 800 uh, And again, it's not complicated. It's, it's not hard to understand, right? We, we've been running a debt system really since 1971, full fiat debt. How we doing? How we doing? The average person on the street is making almost $70,000, according to Bloomberg. Of course, that's with the CEOs and stuff. And 78% of full-time workers live paycheck to paycheck. That's how we're doing. 56% 56% say their debt is not manageable. In other words, even making the minimum payments. Sooner or later, I'm going to get cut off. And when I get cut off, I'm going to have a problem. So before you have your problem, put your money away. Remember remember the reasons why you weren't supposed to own gold when they had it down at 250 and they're going to pay off the debt? And You know, gold didn't pay interest. Remember that? Oh, gold doesn't pay interest. <laughs> right now, think about it. Your bank doesn't pay you interest. And, it, and you know what? You give them your money, and now you don't even own it. Here's the one thing I can tell you about gold. I can't say it about anything else. It doesn't go to zero. 800 951 It's a short week this week. Today's Tuesday. Tomorrow's hump day. We'll be back then. <laughs> 